Hello and welcome to the Consumer Goods Forum End-to-End Value Chain Podcast. I am Joelle Mbuya Leclerc from the Communications Team. And in this podcast series, we'll be hearing industry insights from experts working towards collaborative solutions that benefit the entire value chain. In this Winter Comes episode, we'll be hearing from Matthias Pretorius, who is the Global Head of FMCG, and Yepi Cobero, Senior Trade Lens Product Manager at Merck. And they'll be speaking with us about their innovative pilot, which is showcased on the Winter Camps online store, and that will be showcased at the event in Sitges, Barcelona, this 29th September to the 1st of October. Hello, and thank you very much, Matthias and Yepi, for joining us today. Thank you, Joel. Pleased to be here. Fantastic. So your pilot trade lens is featured on our Winter Comes online store, which is a marketplace for innovative projects that drive results for the consumer packaged goods industry. And we would love to hear more about this platform and the value that it promises to drive efficient supply chain operations. Can you tell us, what are some of the biggest industry challenges that trade lens promises to tackle? Matthias, maybe I'll hand this question over to you. Sure. Thank you very much. Uh... It's a super broad topic, obviously, and there are so many different uh, aspects of, of how this can actually support our customers and the industries, uh, both from an FMCG perspective and also from a retail perspective, of course. Uh, and yet we can talk much more to the technology on this one as well. I would say if you divide it into certain areas, visibility is, of course, one, and that's more of the supply chain component of where it can help. Obviously, on inbound supply chains for FMCG, as well as outbound supply chains, there is sometimes a lack of visibility and transparency into the supply chains. Um, And very often also a lack of data accuracy uh, for events and so on, so that you can have the right exceptions. Today, sometimes this kind of technology is very manual. Uh, And therefore, TradeLens, with its capability and its technology, uh, has a critical component with distributed ledgers based on a blockchain technology. You can actually distribute uh, visibility in a completely different way uh, and in a more exact way. So the visibility aspect is one thing. And then, of course, what that provides is an ability to tackle your inventory situations, lead times, and those kind of things. Another aspect I wanted to to just mention is the traceability. So basically, when you have uh, products like uh, food and and ingredients to your finished goods production, for example, it is extremely important with traceability back to the source. And that is, of course, a food safety aspect to that, um, as well as as a a social aspect to it, right, in terms of labor and so on, to make sure that actually it's coming from uh, suppliers, uh, which we want to consume from, basically, as consumers, right? So the whole traceability on where goods is coming from is another aspect which I think is very important. Um, And the third aspect is, of course, uh, the automation and digitization of things to to simplify data transfer, basically. And this kind of technology, I think, allows that. And of course, you can think forward, and I think there will be more questions around this, uh, but you can also tie a lot of technologies to this technology that we have in trade lens, predictiveness, predictive analytics and machine learning and those kind of things, which of course opens doors uh, in a fantastic way to the industry. Maybe I can just comment on this from the more digital side of what I see. So when I in general look at the global trade, I like to use the analogy of a running relay. 
when we see a running relay that like we've seen in the Olympics, you see like these four people running 100 meter each. You see them kind of prepare for when things are coming. When I look at the industry today, what I see is kind of like all the runners sitting on their own chair, blindfolded with noise canceling earphones on. So it's kind of like each person or each stakeholder in the journey of the container is actually only focused on optimizing their own performance. But if we look at a professional running relay, what they do is they actually look and say, okay, I can see the first runner is approaching me. So I start to run. So I'm up to speed when they, he hands over the baton. And I think this is where I see trade lens can help both when it comes to transparency on the events that is happening, but also when it comes to document sharing. So I think that throughout the last three years, I've seen more and more companies being more focused on saying, okay, we actually know that we can't only focus our own performance. We also need to look at, we are part of a team or an ecosystem where we need to collaborate. Here we can use TradeLens to actually help us get professional and actually have this transparency. So when I receive the goods or the containers, I'm up to speed and I hand it over to the next party. And that goes all the way from, from the factory to the store. So all these parties need to see themselves as part of one big team that is actually trying to hand over all this information to each other so all of us can help each other optimize. Can I just fill in there? Because I think it's a fantastic point that you bring up, Jeppe, right? At MERS, we are actually working very much on what we call horizontal collaborations, basically collaboration across supply chains. So it's almost like watching and looking at the supply chain, uh, as Jeppe said, as, as almost a social network with so many different players, right? You have the suppliers, you have the finished goods producers, and then you have the retailers, as well as, of course, the end consumers, which is also part of, of this entire supply chain. And very often you have uh, complexities in those supply chains, like incoterms, where some goods is, of course, controlled on a C uh, or D basis, meaning that it's very often controlled by the exporter, but also sometimes where it's controlled on F or E incoterms, FOB or FCA or XWorks and so on, then it's controlled more by the consignee or the receiver. And the difficulty here is, of course, if you have uh, an entire supply chain where 40% is controlled by the shipper and 60% is controlled by the consignee, to have that perfect visibility. So you have to collaborate across the supply chain. And this technology is perfect for that because it actually connects all parties uh, and all documentation uh, in a fantastic way, all the way to end consumer. Thank you very much, Matthias, for, for highlighting those three kind of key aspects, as well as the importance of collaboration across the supply chain and the complexities that that can bring. And the EPF for sharing that running relay analogy to help put this all into perspective. Very, very insightful. And so just, you know, Winter Comes is an event that is focused on consumer packaged goods and retail. How would you think that trade lanes will fit into the transformation of logistics for these kinds of goods? Matthias, if you wouldn't mind picking us off with this one. It is indeed a transformation and, and, and logistics is a transformation and transformation is very dependent on us as consumers in the end, right? We have a new generation, obviously, very aware and sustainability is becoming more and more important. You will buy goods which is sustainable across the entire supply chain. And I think that that's maybe the main thing I want to bring up here 
is that traceability all the way back to origin and, and uh, commodities, it could be fruit, it could be vegetables, it could be coffee, it could be whatever, or textiles for that matter, is very important, that kind of traceability. And I think buying decisions will be very much be made based on sustainable aspects to the supply chain. Here, I think TradeLens uh, will have a perfect fit into that kind of transformation because it provides perfect visibility in that aspect. I also think that the technology, and, and I think Jeppe will come back much more to that, but te technology of blockchain, uh, I mean, this is something we discussed five years ago, and uh, it was a big boost of discussions happening. I, I think it was uh, 2017, 18, somewhere. This will still take off. And that technology is there. And I think it will be integrated, not only in a system like TradeLens, but TradeLens will also be integrated into other tools to provide visibility. It can be both internal tools for customers, for big consumer goods companies with their TMS systems, for example, where they need data input and integration to their systems, as well as, of course, to other visibility tools that we as a service provider, for example, offer in the market, right? And I think that exactness of data will have a huge impact because what blockchain can deliver is exact data. It's no manual uh, aspect to it. And it really, if it's combined also with machine learning and predictive analytics, you will be able to rely and trust the supply chain visibility in a completely different way than you maybe have in the past. So I think those two aspects are, are huge when it comes to this transformation. Yeah, I, th I think that's these two aspects, as I see it at least, that might be interesting for the listeners, how TradeLens can help. First of all, of course, it's important to state that TradeLens is a industry that is being developed by Maersk and IBM, but it's actually an industry solution we're trying to build here. So we are also inviting other carriers. And right now we have about 60% of the ocean business that have joined the TradeLens platform. So it's really important that this is not a platform that we're trying to build to actually close around, okay, this is MERS, but we're actually trying to open up and actually transform the industry. And I think the digital transformation is very much the important aspect here where I see that TradeLens can help companies leapfrog in two aspects, both as an internal aspect and how you can optimize internally by actually tapping into this information that you can get through the platform and through the other stakeholders or network members that are part of this. Uh, so of course, there's a focus on how can you optimize or how can you leapfrog into the digital transformation internally. But what I also find quite interesting, what I see a trend throughout the last few years is also more and more focus around, okay, I also need to transform digitally towards my partners, right? So if I'm a shipper, I've talked to a shipper and they said, okay, I'm actually, I know already today that I'm actually losing out on business because I'm not digital enough. Like there's some buyers of the goods that say they don't want to do business with me because I'm not like digitalized. And this is actually a tool that can be used both internally in your company, but also externally. So you can actually use this to actually take that step into the digitalization journey and actually it can help you. So it's kind of like a train a freight train that just goes along where you can actually tag along and i think this is really important for like of course for both the big companies but also for smaller companies medium-sized businesses yeah and i think i mean uh, it's a good point and and uh, 
for example, if you take certain commodities, and, and I've been working with coffee companies uh, a lot in my past as well as now, and obviously uh, they are sourcing from growers in remote locations very often, right? Where technology may might not be number one on the priority list for those growers, right? And and how can they then become digitized? I think this technology allows also smaller growers even to be included in that digitization somehow because it is really a distributed ledger of, of information and we are talking about growers sometimes maybe without uh, internet connection and so on of course that's going very fast now also in africa for example and of course all across latin america um, the, the digitization and e-commerce and so on and, 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 and the availability of mobile phones and, and the internet is there but this allows uh, somehow everybody to be a part of the digitization and we are talking about complex supply chains again very often with growers with different kind of traders uh, along the uh, supply chain as well with of course the finished goods producers or the coffee companies where it might be to the retailers to us as, as final consumers right so it allows everybody to be a part of that uh, digitized supply chain Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you both very much. Lots of interesting stuff there. And, you know, I just maybe want to highlight something, Matthias, that you had said right in the beginning, you know, about being able to, to, to ensure traceability all the way back to origin and, you know, having buying decisions from consumers that is based on sustainability. And we've definitely seen that with the rise of the conscious consumers, which has been further kind of amplified, you know, in the most recent years. And, and thank you, Yippie, you spoke a bit more about the, the technologies and the digital transformation. And I guess we'll speak more about that as I lead into the next question, which is, you know, most companies are already on a digital transformation. And so we would like to know how this technology from TradeLens will help in the transformation journey of CPG and retail supply chains. Yippie, maybe you can kick us off with this one. Yeah, I think that Mostly what I see here is that this can be a tool that can help companies speed up the journey or leapfrog into this journey. I think this is, uh, of course, you can do a lot on your own, establishing a lot of EDI, API integrations with multiple stakeholders and maintain this and build your own IT company that needs to actually monitor those information, consolidate the data. That can be done and that's already happening today. But I think a lot of companies are spending a lot of resources on something that is not their core background and saying, okay, do we actually need to do this or do we actually buy this from other parties? And I think that the core part of the core idea behind TradeLens is, of course, we wanted to disrupt what is going on because we think that, okay, as Merck, we also, if we don't try to disrupt this ourselves, somebody else will come and disrupt this because there's a lot of inefficiency in this, uh, this industry. So of course the idea is that both time-wise, but also if you talk about the cost, should be like the time should go down. So it should be quicker to actually send goods from one part of the world to another part of the world. What we hope is of course that the market will grow because that will enable growers which have growing perishable goods to actually say, okay, now we actually have the opportunity to send to these regions in the world which was not possible before because the journey actually took took too long a time, and a lot of times it's not it's not the journey is not only dependent on the physical container. The journey is also dependent on the document that goes along with it. So sometimes, even though the container has actually arrived, like it can't be like 
uh, gated out because uh, or picked up because the documents are not ready to actually have the uh, custom release or whatever is needed, whether that is the bill of lading. But the other thing is that it can also lower the cost. And just to give you an example, we are soon to launch the Tradelands e-bill of lading solution. We have already launched that in WGA, but we are going to launch that globally. And today you pay around, uh, like in some countries, you pay around $85 to actually uh, have a, a bill of lading solution uh, or a TELIS release, what we call it today. But with the e-bill of lading, because we are fully digitalizing this, we will actually remove that cost from your side. Okay, now we have a digital solution, so we don't have all the manual cost on our side, which means that we can actually lower some of these these uh, surcharges on your side and say, okay, now we actually pull $80 out of the equation here. And of course, the hope is that, okay, by making it cheaper to actually also do global trade, we also will enhance the global trade. And I think uh, just to add a little bit to that, um, of course, disruption costs generally is something which is very important. And I think it's, it's not only below lading fees and, and, and those kind of aspects to it, but it's also demarriage and detention uh, costs and so on, that actually this kind of visibility can improve significantly, right? And I think one difference from the past and, and where we are with this technology is um, visibility solutions up till now, if it's manual solutions or if it's solutions based on APIs and EDIs, and, uh, it, it's quite one-sided. Because very often, uh, order management, for example, is on behalf of the retailer or on behalf of the lifestyle company. It does not actually include all of the suppliers apart from some interaction in the event management along the way. But here, automatically, actually, more players, again, will be involved in that kind of supply chain on an end-to-end -end basis. Uh, and I think also what would be very powerful in the future is if you add predictiveness then, again, to this technology, um, it would be... Uh, an extremely powerful thing to actually manage your supply chain ad hoc and also be able to source from the right locations, but also, as Jeppe said, um, make sure that you can speed up the supply chain or even break the supply chain when it's necessary. Uh, and I think with this tool, uh, that will be a possibility in the future. Great. Thank you very much both for that. And um, maybe just a final question for you both before we end off the podcast. So on the online store, you present two different options of trade lens. So trade lens core and trade lens EDL. So can you please tell us um, very quickly more about these different packages and how EDL will benefit customers, supply chains and logistics? Yep, yeah, I think this might be a question more for you. Yeah, so in trade lens right now, we have, as you said, two core products. Uh, we have the Tradelands Core, which is focused around two things. It's focused around the transparency, the visibility on container events. So we have 121 events that can be shared by the different network members and that can be consumed. On top of that, we have the ability to share documents that goes along with this uh, consignment or the shipment. So you have the ability to actually either you only in there to consume data yourself because you think that it can optimize your own business or you want to share information with other stakeholders. So you make sure and say, okay, by being in the platforms, if it's both the ship and the consignee, we know that this is the data that we relate to when we discuss our 
business. This is the data that we can actually look at and say, okay, we agree on this data instead of the concernee having their data that they have established all these integrations with and the shipper has their data and then they might some, sometimes not have the same data and discusses, okay, what is the right data? So they can actually agree, this is what we look at. And they can also share the documents in there with multiple parties. And right now we have, of course, also the really interesting part, but also maybe the more longer journey in this is also interacting with the custom authorities on this, uh, which is quite interesting, but of course, also a long journey. On the e-bill of lading, which is the second product that we have, uh, it's mostly about building a workflow uh, underpinned by the blockchain on the document itself. So the document can actually be issued by the carrier and e-bill of lading, then it can be transferred from a shipper to concernee. It can also be a multiple transfer in case it's a trader scenario where you can actually hand it over, hand over the ownership of the goods electronically. And then the end, when you wanna actually uh, have the container released, the last party, uh, the buyer of the goods here, can actually surrender the bill of lading to the carrier and then get the cargo released. There's a lot of uh, things in his, this that can be help this simplify uh, what is going on today. And there's a lot of cost today on uh, some of these manual charges and also charges to the financial institutions uh, on trading the goods. Great, thank you very much for that, Yeti. So, um, Matthias, Yeti, thank you so much. Those are really, really valuable insights and great to hear and get a live kind of explanation on everything about trade lens ahead of the Winter Comes events um, at the end of the month. So maybe just a final question for our listeners. If they would like some more information, is there a website that they can refer to? You could go to themers.com. And of course, you're also always welcome to reach out to, to, to any of us if you want to have a dialogue around this. Well, thank you so very much, Matthias and Yepi, for your time today. It was really great to get your valuable insights on our podcast. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to yet another episode of the End to End Value Chain podcast. And be sure to catch the next one. And in the meantime, for more information on the Winter Comes event and where you can see more information on Trade Lens, please visit www.wintercomes.net. And for more information about the end-to-end value chain initiative, please visit tcgfvaluechain.com.